0: Welcome to the hundred and fiftieth episode of the Crack Die podcast. Hooray!
1: Let's go! Thank you for that short-lived celebration, and now
0: let's move on. Congratulations, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know some people would celebrate 150, but 150 is not enough for me. So our next very special episode will be episode 200.
1: Okay. Okay. Only fifty more to go, friends.
2: Yeah, you think you're banking on us making us making it to two (laughs) hundred? Oh,
1: easily.
0: (laughs) Okay. Place your bets now. Maybe not with these characters, but yeah. Oh, absolutely. Another fifty episodes? We still have this. We have what three more books in the standard AP?
2: Oh, I don't mean us running out of material. I didn't think that was going to be the issue. I just thought, like... You're
0: going to want to kill
2: each other? No, just Sean. Like, Sean will be dead. <laughs> I want to figure something else out.
0: No pressure. Live fast, die young, and leave a pretty corpse. I haven't done any of those. <laughs> or, or,
2: the thing you, that might happen is that Sean quits after Rob does gravity-related shenanigans to the point that he just can't take it anymore, and he just walks away from the mic. Forrest Gump style, just starts running. <laughs>
0: I've walked away a couple times, but I always come back <laughs> every once in a while. You just got to do a lap.
3: I've always been a fan of that. That uh, I think it's an Escher with uh, all the stairs going in the different directions.
2: I'm <laughs> um, yeah, sure. yeah.
3: Yeah, if I could recreate that in the game, that'd be fun.
4: That sounds like chaos.
0: OK, now that I'm completely terrified, something happened at the end of the last episode. Something that I'm not happy about. And yet you allowed it. And that is that you all leveled to 13. Yeah. Heck yes. I'm not happy about it, but you know, it happens.
1: I mean, if you want the game to progress, we kind of have to do that.
0: I know. I know. But as we always do when we level up, let's go over what's new with each other's characters. That's a really awkward sentence I just said. Mm -hmm. Let's go over what's new with the characters. We'll start with Christine.
1: Alrighty. So as always, I have a couple fun new formulas so I can now make greater elixirs of life and greater blight bombs. So nothing crazy or new for you, just higher levels of things I already knew. Since you have been gifting me with a couple more nightmares as of late, I am now an expert in hawk lore as well. And for my ancestry feat, I have Avenge Ally. So as it is literally written, it's you're an elf and you're, you know, you're used to, to short-lived people, but you're fond of the ones you've gotten to know now. So for Soraya, it's more like I was a hermit on a mountain for a couple hundred years, and, like, I have friends now, and I like them. So once every 10 minutes, when an ally drops into the dying condition, I can... I think it's... I don't know if it's an action or a reaction. It's an action. I can avenge my ally, make a strike, roll twice on the attack, and use the higher result. Nice. Yep. I just have to be adjacent to the one with the dying condition. All right. That's cool.
2: Yeah, that's actually a really good feat. I mean, anytime you can roll twice and take the better, it's good. And for someone who's a ranged character, like... You could be next to your ally and then you don't have to necessarily be next to a bad guy.
1: Exactly. So like if they like knocked that person down and ran halfway across the room to attack someone else, I just have to be next to the hurt person. So that's me. That's awesome.
0: All right. Awesome. Uh, next, Haya. What happened to Brianna?
4: So for Brianna, for this level, she also got an ancestry feat. And I guess I kind of cheesed it and went with uh, advanced general training, which means I gain general feat of seventh level or lower. And I chose risky surgery.
0: (laughs) One of my favorites. Ooh, it's one of my
4: favorites. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fun. And with her being a master of of medicine now, I think we we have a better chance of not murder-facing my friends and (laughs) therefore getting a plus two on a check. And if I do get a success, we treat it as a critical success.
2: I think that's the biggest bonus. Absolutely. It's almost like getting a plus
0: 10 on the check. Yeah. But you do do 1d8 damage, which at this level, not so bad.
4: Exactly. Unless if that person is dying. So, (laughs) you know.
0: Yeah, you just drop them to a dying two and then you bring them back.
1: That's all right. If you knock them down into dying, I can just avenge whoever is now dying and hit you. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why'd you do that?
0: (laughs) This is the weirdest combo ever. Right?
4: (laughs) It's like I had to. And then also I managed to raise one of my skills wherever they are on the sheet to expert technically so what happened on my sheet is that I felt like I wasn't getting enough use of my crafting that was I believe at master so I swapped crafting for medicine so now Brianna is a mastered medicine an expert at crafting and an expert in religion because I know we needed that a couple times and I was <laughs> not able to deliver so I chose expert in religion this time round, and that's Brianna nice
0: Heidi, what did you do?
5: I didn't do much. So a couple things happen with leveling up to level 13. So I now have Greater Juggernaut, which is a passive trait. So my proficiency rank for fortitude saves increases to legendary. When you roll a critical failure on a fortitude save, you get a failure instead. When you roll a failure on a fortitude save against an effect that deals damage, you have the damage you take, which is fun. I also now have weapon fury, so my rage makes me even more effective with the weapons I wield. My proficiency ranks for simple weapons, martial weapons, and unarmed attacks. increases to master. <laughs> I'm so strong and smart. <laughs> I now have a new ancestry feat, so I have what's called incredible ferocity. I can use undying ferocity instead of once every day. I now can use it once every hour. Wow. I think it is if I go down to zero, I can come back once every hour instead of once every day.
0: When you use your Orc Ferocity, you gain temporary hit points equal to your level. And yes, when you're reduced to zero, you refuse to fall and you avoid being knocked out and remain at one hit point. So it's not one, now you get 13 hit points and you can use that once an hour. I'm Jesus, bitches. (laughs) Hopefully you're not getting knocked out every hour.
5: (laughs) But it's good to have. It's a very exciting moment for me.
0: That's cool. Anything else?
5: Because Soraya and I have been spending so much time together. I am now trained in Arcana. I love it. I don't know exactly what this will do for me just yet, but we'll see.
4: You made a character choice, which makes sense, and I love it.
0: (laughs) All right, Matt, what did you do with Twin Talon? Okay, so uh, as
2: every level, I get a skill increase. This level, I took athletics to master proficiency. Then for my Ancestry feat, I took natural skill. Natural skill allows you to train two skills which were untrained to be trained. Conveniently enough, I have two skills that were untrained at this point. So that allows me to train my final two skills, which were performance and occultism, to be trained. So I I now I'm trained in every skill, which is nice for the rogue. I also get a skill feat, which I took quiet allies, which at first glance seems kind of stupid, but when you think about it, it actually is really cool. So you're skilled at moving with a group when you are avoiding notice and your allies follow the expert, you and those allies can roll a single stealth check using the lowest modifier instead of rolling separately. This doesn't apply for initiative rolls. So this is to combat the thing where we're all moving silently and we roll five dice and one of us rolls a one. We're going to use the lowest mod, but we're going to roll one time, which means we're just as likely to roll well as poorly and more dice means there's more chances to get a one. So that's that's what that feat does. That's cool. And then just on the class bonuses thing, I got improved evasion which it brings my Reflex save to Legendary. It does the same thing that Improved Juggernaut does, where if I crit fail, it becomes a fail. A fail becomes basically a success, and the original Invasion made a success a crit success. So at this point, when I roll a save, it becomes one better than what I rolled. I also got Incredible Senses, which brings Perception to Legendary. I got Light Armor Expertise. So Light Armor and Unarmor become Expert, and I got Master Tricks, which makes my weapon proficiencies in the weapons that I am proficient with master. So nice across the board upgrade for Twin Talon.
0: All right. And finally, Rob. Hi, Sean. Hi, Rob. (laughs) How are you? I'm good.
3: I'm level 13 now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What does that mean for my poor brain?
3: Well, starting off. After the battle, Carrier Rat came up to me, giving me my paperwork that let me know that I was finally made a diplomatic officer of United Goblin. Hood. <laughs> That's a lot to say, so we're just going to call it DOUG for now on. So being a DOUG member means that I am a master of the diplomatic arts now. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have uh, been studying how my uh, my teammates move, and uh, I figured out that when they come near me, thereby breaking the wind next to me, I can propel myself a step in either direction to get away from the broken wind that they created. What? <laughs> what's that feet called? Well, a lot of people see it. They don't understand what's going on and they call it some kind of dance name, like a, a goblin scuttle, you know, and I, I don't know. I think it's more of a, a waltz, but you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, after that, I was started thinking, you know, and I was like, if I can pull people in any direction, what if I just made a whole area where everything was upside down? Oh, so, no. Now I can make gravity go backwards. So that'll be fun.
1: Oh, no. The phrase, I can make gravity go backwards. It's just...
3: (laughs) The other thing that I picked up was that, you know those tentacles I make, those shadowy tentacles that come out of the ground?
0: Uh Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, now I can make them go flying through the air and attacking things. So that's cool. Um, Yeah, uh, and then there's... I got another spell, and uh, it's... uh, I can make... uh, and duplicate of whatever we're fighting. So then there'll be two of them. You know, we gotta really train up. Why would we want that?
1: Is the second one at least on our side? <laughs> uh you know,
3: I don't know. We should try it out sometime, see what happens.
4: Oh no. Maybe in a in a safe environment where we can, you know, control the the,
1: the situation. Not in combat question mark, just in case it does turn against us. I think I think ooh can come up with a lot of fun ideas for why we might need more than one of something. <laughs>
4: oh I feel like
3: we're only gonna really know how it works, only if we use it in real world circumstances. So,
2: yeah. What if we had like a room that contained the danger? Like a room specifically for danger? Could we use it there? I feel like there'd be a lot of legal stuff involved in that. <laughs> okay.
5: If no one knows, is it really illegal?
0: Ooh. Please don't come after us, Disney and Fox. <laughs> yes. <Ba-na-na. laughs> well, that makes my day miserable. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome.
1: <sighs> okay. Telling you, Madam Ooze Oolala review.
0: I'm here for it. So last episode, you guys finished fighting in the Grand Hall, defeating, finding lots and lots of flies with skull symbology on people. So a lot of Ergothoan things going on here. Defeated all the vampires, a giant demon and... As you were lovingly referring to him for Asmund Jesus, however, you learned that he was not... For Asmund Jesus, he was Ergothoan Jesus. Or Ergothoan Judas. Yeah, there we go. Here we go. Yeah. You then decided to lick your wounds a little bit and heal everyone up. So unsanitary. Yeah. And now, goblin licking your wounds, so. Jasper's just having a grand old time picking out eyes. They're his favorite. <laughs> that's the
3: alternate use for the carrier rat, is you rub it over your wounds to clean all the dirt out of them.
0: Yes, that's how that works
1: yeah the term carrier rat in that context is real bad
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you guys are now in exploration mode you've already gone through this entire room so there's a door to your south there's also a door to your southwest and northwest
1: no we can't get into this room with like the giant pipe organ over here
0: That's
2: that's a raised platform right
1: oh right yeah I don't think anyone's gone that's over. The the, oh, that's the choir loft. That's the choir loft. That's
0: like down. the up. Yeah. Right, right, right.
1: I keep forgetting that. Usually, like, I feel like that would still be blocked off, but we're cool. But
0: we're you can see down. That's like a railing that you can see through, so you could see up into it.
1: Well, eventually, I'm just gonna go Phantom of the Opera on that shit. So
0: I
2: would vote we go to the west because those seem like smaller, self-contained rooms. I don't think we're gonna get into a catacomb that way. Whereas the one to our south, I think that's where Franz and Judas came through, and that's probably going deeper into the complex
0: he came through this back door through the southwest door not the northwest door oh he did yeah
2: okay well who knows then
1: well i mean we have a general idea of what was going on to our north so if we try the northwest door like that can't be too too much unless it's going to go back behind this room to the west
4: yeah let's do it northwest
1: can we heal jasper up a little bit because he was injured
0: uh i heal them up for
4: you oh i thought you wanted me to do some. my oh, bad.
1: Just imagining Brianna looking at it like, I don't, I don't know his physiology. This doesn't make yeah. any sense.
4: <laughs> I'm not a veterinarian.
1: She's like, well, of course, but if you look at it this way, you see this. She's just going through Jasper's <laughs> fucked up anatomy.
4: <laughs> I'll just lay on hands.
0: <laughs> All right, so there's the door to the Northwest and the Southwest.
2: Let's say Northwest first.
0: All right. The door is closed.
2: Uh, Twin Talon will check it for traps and locks and then listen. All
0: right. Let's make a secret roll. Secret secrets are no fun. And the dice say interesting. No traps detected on that door.
2: Okay, can I listen to that and see if anything's happening behind it?
0: Yeah, you don't hear anything. All
2: right. I will attempt to open it. All right. Is it locked or?
0: It is not locked.
2: It is a small room. It looks like a stairway going somewhere.
0: Yep. A staircase descends along the edge of this comfortable lounge. Four leather armchairs cluster around a low table. A modest fireplace stands in the corner opposite the stairs. Over the mantel, an elaborate macrame tapestry of gray wool depicts a phrasmine spiral. Much of the western wall is filled with shelves of ledgers and documents.
4: I suppose I'll have Brianna snoop at the documents. Yeah, and
2: uh, Town's going to look for anything that's hidden or tucked away up the fireplace, behind the macrame.
5: Okay. who's going to notice that Knife Sword isn't there, so she's going to walk back out, scoop him up under her arm like a little football, just <laughs> drag him <laughs> back. I mean, he's like squealing
0: behind. Ah, let me go, let me go, you know. Um, okay, uh, let's do some... Shenanigans? Shenanigans. 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 I'm just making some perception looks for everyone. So as you pour over the documents, it looks like it's just a list of like donations to the church, donations coming into the church and like things the Frasman church has donated out to different communities and whatnot. Everything looks normal with them, nothing out of the ordinary. Twin Talon, as you're looking around, you don't really notice anything. You hear the rain hitting the wall to your north, so that kind of lets you know that that's to the outside. Yeah, there's nothing really that stands out here that is evil or wrong or anything like that. Okay. So this room is about board, everything seems in order. Okay. And then this door we
1: said goes outside?
2: No. I think the north wall is to the outside. It's an exterior wall.
5: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. If you pop open that door, you can see knife sword coming through the other side which leads to the Grand Hall, and the door to the north, you would guess leads outside. It's that large double door that you first saw when you came to
2: the gray okay so across that entryway to the east there is another door looks like yes so twin Talon is going to move that way like i don't think anything's over here i just want to make sure for completion's sake that we don't leave anything undiscovered It's a locked door
0: it is a locked door uh-oh
2: not for long <laughs> twin Talon would like to try to pick the lock
0: all right go ahead and give me a thievery roll
2: uh i rolled an eight for a thirty two
0: 32. You slide your tools in there and with a click, it unlocks. All right.
2: So you will carefully open the door.
0: It's just more doors. (laughs) It's doors all the way down. A simple bench privy with privacy curtains and a washstand allow residents and visitors to attend to their needs in this restroom.
2: So they have locked the bathroom. Okay, great. (laughs) Well, gonna close those back up, not sticking my hand in any holes.
1: I mean, what if somebody <laughs> was in there? I'm locking him in. No, no, let me out. <laughs> Wait, does the bathroom lock from the outside?
2: There was no one in there when I looked and opened the doors, so apparently so. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, a bathroom is probably one of the best places to hide a vampire. Normally, they don't have windows. It's dark. Brand is going to
4: stick her hand in all the things.
0: (laughs) Maybe they're hiding in the toilets.
4: You have fun with that. Hello, vampire. Are you in there? In there, in there. (laughs) No. (laughs) Snipesword, get out of there. This hole has poop in it. And... Okay, you can stay there. She'll lock him in. (laughs)
5: This is like a luxury
1: goblin mud bath, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, get out of my recording. Get out, get out. Oh, that was terrible. Okay. So where are you all headed off to now? Guess the Southwest. All right. Brianna's just been following Twin Talon around. That door is unlocked. Okay. You want to
2: poke my head in? Yep. There's a weird shadow. Is that a curtain? What is that?
0: Yes. This living space is large and borders on luxurious. Plush blue carpet softens the floor, while a small shrine to Phrasma stands along the northern wall next to the door. A second door opens into the eastern wall, while a heavy door secured with a rough oak bar leads south. Three chairs surround a broad desk strewn with several piles of paperwork. Standing screens offer privacy to a bed, broad armoire, and a small washstand. I reckon
1: this would have been her room. Yes.
2: It probably was her room until Frasman Jesus had her murdered.
1: Right. Ergotho and Judas.
2: Yeah, Ergotho and Judas. Because we saw all the other rooms were pretty Spartan to the north. Yeah, I guess we search all the things.
0: Okay. So the desk is what has the most interesting pile of stuff. There are some mundane documents regarding the running of the cathedral. But also, there's some documents that include some worn religious texts that contain everything needed to learn some rituals. The rituals are Atone, Call Spirit, Commune, Consecrate, and Rest Eternal, and Resurrect. Which are standard in practice, right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: there's no, like, create undead or anything in there.
4: No. You yeah, we'll sniff and nod and be like, these seem
0: rather uh, mundane. And you can take those papers if you would like. Sure,
2: we can learn those rituals later.
0: I'm just going to drop a book into your group loot, and the book has all of the spells in it. However, as you are looking around, you do notice that there is an oversized leather document case that seems slightly out of place among these notes.
4: It's a mimic. Don't touch it. Sorry.
0: Touch it. Its front is emblazoned with the Curvosin coat of arms.
1: Well, I'll be the nosy one. Okay.
0: As you carefully open this, like, scroll tube, inside is what looks like a piece of vellum, and it looks like there is a document. I look at the document. There is a copy of Ilios' Infernal Contract. <gasps>
1: Ooh. He's the
2: one who stole it.
0: Several documents that contain notes in Thessalonian in the margins, and that's it. Does anyone here speak Thessalonian?
2: I have
4: Thessalonian lore.
1: Do we have a, a thing that's like Comprehend Languages lets us read?
5: Yes. I could
1: have sworn we did, yeah. Let's see. In your group loot... Heidi, did you say, like, you might have it? Like, it might be an ooze?
5: I have a linguist dedication, but I'm not sure if that means that I can read written text.
4: What
2: does linguist dedication say?
5: You have studied languages in their development, you become trained in society. If you're already trained blah blah blah, special, you can't select another dedication feat, blah, blah blah okay.
2: You gain the multilingual feat twice. You learn two new languages. So you learn four new languages.
5: And then I have crude communication. So even if I don't speak a creature's language, I can rely on inflection, root words, and body language to infer a rudimentary meaning. If you interact with a creature for at least ten minutes, then that creature can speak a language. The a GM rolls a secret society text. That doesn't count.
2: Crew yeah, communication is not written text. Linguist dedication gave you four languages. So if you took Thessalonian, you would have it. Otherwise,
5: no. Nah.
0: Yeah, I do not. Okay. All right. Well, you have some documents with. Well, first off, you have Iliosa's infernal contract. But there are some notes jotted down in Thessalonian in the margins, but since you can't read them, that's it.
2: Is there anything in the armoire?
0: More clothes, mostly purple with the symbol of Phrasma on them.
2: All right. Yeah, we definitely need to get this back to the queen or someone else who can, uh, who can read that language.
0: At least definitely back to the queen.
2: This would mean that he or one of his agents once stole it from the, from the records office or whatever it's called.
1: If the notes are in Thessalonian, what language
0: is it actually written in?
2: I would guess Infernal and or Corvosan slash Cheliac, Chalaxian.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'll let you guys use Infernal or Chalaxian. If you have those, I'll let you read the stuff. I have Infernal.
5: I have Infernal as well.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you guys didn't tell me you were both dealing with devils a lot. Okay, so as you look over the contract. So you can see the notes are going over and trying to figure out what happened to Ilios' soul and if it's possible to contact it. The notes suggest a call ritual spell could, in theory, be used in conjunction with Ilios's contract to try and contact both her soul and that of the devil, Sir Magnato, the one with whom the contract was originally made. So do
2: we think that him casting... What was the ritual that he was using?
0: They were trying to use the call ritual to call their, their Iliosa's soul.
2: Do we think that him using the call ritual is what's making Iliosa appear around the city, or do we think it's separate?
0: It might be haunts. I would
1: think, if anything, they were trying to use the call ritual to put Iliosa into the bishop, but I'm not sure.
2: Well, it seemed like he was just trying to talk to her, or the devil that she was made her deal with. But my question really is, do we think that this person being dealt with is going to stop the Iliosa sightings. I mean, I guess only time will tell, right?
1: Wasn't there, like, a question about the terms of her contract? Like, that was kind of what I was getting at with, we have the thing now, so what does it say? Oh, goodness,
0: give me a second, please. I have to pull up her contract.
1: Because <laughs> I feel like that when these haunts started, that was, like, a huge thing that was, like, oh, my God, was it part of her contract that she could come back and, like, challenge for the throne again? And that's why finding the contract was important. Correct me if I'm wrong. But...
2: I just thought that it was stolen. Like her appearing coincided with someone breaking in and stealing the, her contract from the records place. So I thought it was just related. I don't think there was any question about what was on it.
0: Okay. So as you look over the contract, Knife Sword starts looking over it with all of his legal lore that he has. And you guys don't see anything that specifically says that, that Iliosa would be able to come back. But you don't see things that say she can't. We're not fucking airbud ruling this.
2: <laughs> there's no rules that the dog can't play basketball.
0: Or come back from the dead.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all dogs come back from heaven? If they want to.
0: Life fetch. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, like I said, there's a door to the south and a door to the east.
2: Okay, well the door to the south is one that's barred, right? Yes. When it's barred from the inside? Mm-hmm. This makes me think it probably goes outside or there's someone trapped inside of whatever this is. If I put my ear up to it, do I hear the rain from outside? You do. Okay, so it just seems like an exterior door.
0: With your architecture lore, you would definitely know it's an exterior door.
2: All right, Twin Talon will open the door just to peek outside to make sure there's nothing interesting out there, but I don't think this is going to be anything interesting
0: okay so you pop open the door and you see that the southern courtyard of the cathedral is a small garden herbs and vegetables grow near the walls while flowers and decorative foliage line a spiral walking path for meditation and reflection
4: i feel
2: like i would be able to see this from up there
0: yeah absolutely oh through the wall there's a wall
2: area so i can't see okay
0: yeah sorry it's okay is there a door like in this area
1: somewhere
2: there is not
0: no, that's a bed.
1: Okay, it's it's like blocked off like I can't see it, but I kind of can. It's weird.
2: Yeah, there's a curtain there, and because of the way it's done, like you can kind of get in from the east, but it actually blocks me from getting in from that side too, but I can see in.
1: Yeah, so like I couldn't tell how basically how big the room was because it was like blocked.
2: Alright, so the last door is to the east, which probably goes the same place as those double doors to the south from the main chapel. Knife Sword, you're by the door, open it up. I think you came in through that door. I had to, I couldn't get through the room.
0: Four displays stand along the southern alcove of this wide, windowless hall, each featuring an engraved silver plaque. The first plaque sits below a heavy-looking tone, its cover bound in platinum. The next plaque is mounted on the wall above a waist-high column, atop which sits a glass case displaying a human skull. The third plaque adorns a glass case that holds a length of worn linen, while the final plaque sits below a weapon display upon which rests a dagger. An ornate double door stands in the northern wall, doors leading east and west, with stairs leading up to the eastern door. Can we read these plaques? Yes.
2: I mean, the dagger is Faresman's holy weapon. The skull is... I'm getting this as a reliquary. it's like the skull of some saint, a dagger that's important, the rope is probably something, and then the book is a holy book.
3: My first thought when walking in here and seeing a human skull set up in a religious setting when we just got done fighting vampires is this might be some kind of dark shrine.
1: Okay. I think, I mean, Pharasma's boneyard is a thing. But
3: I know nothing of Pharasma. Okay.
0: Well, let's read the plaques. The first plaque display is labeled, The Bones Land in a Spiral. This is the religious text that was brought here hundreds of years ago from a Pharasman church in Chelyax that has long since burned down.
3: Okay, so it's obviously, like, they're describing what it is. So it's obviously part of the church and not part of the vampires. Okay.
0: Yes, yeah. Whose skull is it, by the way? Skull of Saint Ilsnore, first Phrasmin of Crevosa. And is everyone in that hallway looking? Come on in, everybody. Water's fine.
4: Water's fine. Take the strong hand.
0: Haya. as you're looking at these relics, you see the date for the skull, and you're looking at it. And because you're a master in medicine, the skull looks much fresher than it should be.
4: Hmm. Hold on a minute. There's something wrong here. This skull is far, far fresher than it should be, considering these dates.
2: Do we think that it was maybe broken and replaced with something else just as a matter of course, or do we think that the Ergothoans the did something with it, swapped
4: it out?
1: I would like to check their uh, material components for the rituals they were trying to perform.
4: I don't know. Sean, would I know if, like, it would be replaced for, I don't know, these bones need cleaning, so we're going to replace it with somebody else's bones. This is
1: a recreation so we can keep it in the locked reliquary downstairs. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, since you critically succeeded your secret medicine check that I made for you, as you're looking closer at the skull, you see what looked like... Someone was gnawing on the base of this skull. Yep. Ew. Yeah. So, a guess is that whatever put this skull here took the original and is probably trying to use it for something because it's probably supposedly very powerful. That
2: would be bad.
5: Yes, very. So, these aren't like small teeth marks. These are like adult sized teeth marks so it wasn't like a little rat chewing on them
0: no no no
2: okay we didn't find a skull in the contents of anyone else's pockets that we've disposed of or dispatched in this place okay i guess we continue to explore if whatever took the skull is here and is trying to reuse it to perform some kind of ritual then we should probably stop it
0: the third plaque reads swaddling cloth of tothalus You recognize that that is a local champion of Phrasma who gained fame as an adventurer a century ago. And the last plaque under the dagger identifies this as the Dagger of the Fateful Defense. This is a dagger of Curvosan lore. The blade is said to be able to strike devastating blows against undead.
2: Can I look at it and identify it using like skills and stuff?
0: Sure. So as you look at it, it's a nice dagger, but it doesn't have any magical properties to it. Like you notice that there's nothing etched on the blade that would be a rune or anything like that.
2: All right. Twin Talon's going to remove it from the reliquary and just kind of feel it to kill like the balance and see what it's made of. Like I, It seems like they took the... The knife, too.
1: Is there a chance that these are just recreations?
2: Well, if the skull was removed and looks like it was replaced with a snack skull, then maybe the dagger was also removed either to be used in the same ritual, or perhaps they were smart enough to realize that leaving a knife around that murders undead is dangerous, and they did something with it.
1: Hmm. I'll check out the shroud then. How's that looking?
0: Let me tell you about that shroud. It's made of linen... And that appears to be, like, the appropriate age and all of that. Mm -hmm. Were there
1: any, like, properties that were ascribed to it? Or was it just, like, is there a reason they might have left this one and not the others?
0: Yeah. So if the skull has great power and what Twin Talon says is correct about the dagger not being real, that they probably took the dagger for just that reason. Because... It is dangerous to leave a dagger that murders undead around.
1: Did we find a dagger on the bodies?
0: No, you did not.
2: Yeah, I think there's somebody bigger at play here. There's still some rooms we haven't found, so we can continue on. If not, then maybe they're in, you know. Our princess is in another castle, but...
5: It's to stay on guard. Y'all, do we think anything about the monks that we saw sleeping before?
2: I think they were asleep. I threw holy water on them, and they didn't seem to sizzle or burn or anything. So either they're complacent or they're, you know, unwitting accomplices to Faraz and Judas. But if they all go to sleep at night, you know, I'm assuming the vampires aren't around during the day. They may never see them.
1: And they weren't considered important enough to be a part of the ritual. Mm-hmm. Okay. Onward, then. Onward
5: and upward.
2: Up those stairs to the door to the east. I'm assuming this is going to go toward the choir loft. Maybe something else is up here and he will listen at the door, check over traps and then attempt to open it.
0: All right. Go ahead and make that open. I'm going to roll for your perception stuff at the same time. Empty.
2: Alright, Twintelon will take a step in, look around, and he'll wave everybody up, and he will skulk toward the next door. This room is 15 by 10, with a door at the east and the west side, or double doors east and west. This should come out onto the balcony. So again, Twintelon will listen, and then check for traps, and then open the door.
0: Alright, I'm just going to continue the roll over the perception check from last time, and you don't hear anything. Okay. Only a stone railing separates this loft from the worship hall it overlooks. The mahogany pipes of a modest organ span the eastern wall. Along the south wall, hooks hold dozens of matching gray robes, while the center of the area contains a trio of wooden operating tables, A double door stands to the western wall, and a discreet narrow staircase leads to the main floor, while the southeast sits a small pile of refuse.
2: Okay, Twin Talon will make his way over to the southeast. Ooh, southwest. Looks like a staircase. Okay.
0: Yep, that leads down.
2: Sometimes we'll go over to the refuse and pick through it, see what it is. It seems weird that there would be like just a trash pile in the corner of the Ferasman church.
0: Right? Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. It consists of the smashed fragments of all the lanterns and mirrors that once decorated the cathedral.
1: What the fuck?
5: Vampires. Lights and mirrors. hmm
1: Gross. Is that it?
2: Yep. Okay.
5: Can you grab a fragment of the mirrors? Yeah. Would that help? Is that useful?
2: I don't know. I think vampires typically don't show up in mirrors. I feel like having mirrors around all the time would be annoying because if they were in a room with someone who didn't know they were a vampire who saw them in a mirror, they'd be like, why aren't you in this mirror? Like that would just be an awkward conversation to have, which ends in murder but I don't know that like having a, uh, a mirror would be yeah. super helpful. Unless we were curious if someone was a vampire or not, I guess we could look in the mirror fragment at them. <laughs> so sure, Twin Talon, will see if there's like a largest shard he can pick up and he'll pocket it just in case we need yeah. it for
0: identifying vampires or something. Yeah, you can absolutely pick up a piece of the broken mirror. All right.
2: Someone else want to lead down the steps?
5: Ooh, would like to just go and take one of the choir robes? I just want it. OK, getting religious. No, I just want it.
0: (laughs) Where would you guys like to go next?
2: So there's a staircase to the southwest. I guess we'll head that way. There's a room down here. Fancy. It's a bunch of urinals or possibly paintings. Maybe it's a sepulcher.
0: Somber murals, tapestries, and portraits, each depicting a different individual wearing silver spiral amulets bedecked the walls of this wide hallway.
2: So it's probably like uh, famous or powerful Phrasmin saints or something?
0: Yep. Most of these paintings and murals involve carrying the deceased into the grave to be buried. These are the beloved priests of Phrasma that served here. Okay. So these are all... You see that the history of the head priests of this cathedral are listed here.
2: And whose skull was that that is missing?
0: The skull is Saint Ilsnur, the first Phrasma of Curvosa.
2: Is there a picture here somewhere?
0: Uh, yes.
2: Anything interesting about it?
0: Nope. It looks normal.
2: Nobody drew, like, a mustache and a goatee on it or anything? No, no, no,
0: no. Nothing like that.
1: (laughs) We didn't get, like, a Tim Burton's Joker scenario. No,
0: no. (laughs) Mike's already puts his paintbrush away. (laughs) A bunch of 80s goons show up out of nowhere. No.
1: Time for a musical lumber with spray paint.
0: Yep, by Prince. So there's a door to your west, and there's a door to your east. So
1: the door to the west goes
2: outside to the garden. Just spatially, that's where it has to go. Do
5: y'all think there could be, like treasure from behind these paintings? Like maybe there's like a secret door or like a secret vault or something?
2: I think that's unlikely. They're paintings and they're going into a wall which is an external wall. There's just unfortunately there's no space for it. This was very small. Alright, Twintown will go to the door to the east and he will listen and check for traps.
0: Okay, hey, let me roll for your listen and your attributes.
3: I'm gonna stay by this door in case the lights start blinking. Okay. What well, in case is a haunting?
0: Yep.
2: Well, it's going to slam shut and lock on you if there is.
0: You're right. I'll just stand outside. I'll be in the van. Okay. All right. Matt, you do not hear anything and the door is not locked.
2: Okay. Quintel will motion for everybody to get closer just in case there's like a showdown here and he doesn't want to be by himself.
0: <laughs> Why
1: not? I got it from here. I can throw things like 60 feet.
2: <laughs> okay. Great. All right. Then uh, he will open the door. Ooh, it's a spiral staircase. Very appropriate for Phrasmon Temple.
0: All right. Well, hang on a second.
2: What do we see, Sean?
0: What do your elf eyes see?
2: What do my rogue eyes see? (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: (sighs) So, you know, when you have like a zero percent chance of failing, like the chance is really low, but you still manage to roll one. Yep. That's what happened to me. So let me read to you what you see first. A carved spiral adorns the floor in this antechamber its tail touching a spiral staircase leading down through the stone floor. A mound of cloth lies heaped against the northern wall. Now, Matt, because your perception DC is much higher, as in a critical success, you notice that the cloth on the wall is, like, draped weirdly. And it almost looks like it's breathing. What the shit is that? <laughs>
2: For these, you, can't see. It's a two-headed tiger giant. Like, it's an etten, but they're tigers.
0: Let's see if I have a picture.
2: You need to lay off the elf weed there, buddy. Or leopards, maybe? Yeah, they're not stripy. They're spotty. Also, I don't have a problem. I can stop anytime I want. I just <laughs> don't want to stop right now. Don't
1: stop me now. Episode title, there we go.
2: I feel like Twin Talon tries to play it off like he doesn't notice the giant tiger creature and closes the door and it's like,
1: "Ah, we have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Is it like I should throw large amounts of
4: cantrips? If
3: we had a highly concentrated light spell that could bounce around the room, maybe we could
2: distract it. I
1: have bottled sunlight. I was just (laughs) throwing them around the cathedral floor.
0: I think he's talking about laser pointers. (laughs) I do not have a picture of it, but yes, that is a great description that you gave, Matt.
1: Two-headed leopard jaguar
0: thing.
2: Yeah, it's like a, if an like an Etten, right? Two-headed giant, but instead of a giant, it's a humanoid jaguar or or leopard.
0: Just so you know, Matt, you critically succeeded, and it is hidden to everyone else.
2: Okay, for now.
0: And then you know what? For funsies' sake, let's roll some initiative just so we can you know act in appropriate orders.
2: For no reason whatsoever.
0: For no reason whatsoever. Initiative, that's where I'm a panda.
2: What?
1: <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Oh yeah, I can see the token. Yeah, that's fucking weird. It's not
2: weird, it's fine. Ah, I was on a 20 for a half second. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, Life Sword, <laughs> damn it. Well, your initiative bonus is only three less than mine now.
0: All right, let's go over what everyone got. We'll start with Christine. Soraya's got a 35. All right. Uh, Heidi.
5: Ooh, got a 27.
0: All right, Matt.
2: Twin Talon got a 34. What? It doesn't have my improved initiative bonus on there for some reason. It's just rolling straight up initiative.
0: Curses. Yeah. And Rihanna got a 30. And I still get to go first.
3: I got one less than Twin Talon because he's cheating. <laughs> improved initiative is a feat, man.
2: Uh-huh. Prove it. I took it. It's in the book. What book? <laughs> The core rule book. (laughs) Matt, you sounded so defeated.
0: (laughs) It's the core rule book, man.
2: It's just arguing against someone who doesn't believe in reality is tiring. (laughs)
3: I happen to have the book here. I'm using my uh, mystical library to pull it out. That would be just like me to actually pull the Pathfinder second edition book out as my character in the game. (laughs) This is
1: my character, yeah. (laughs)
0: Knife Sword really is the Deadpool of this group, isn't he? I mean, at this
1: point, I think he's more like the Carrie Yules in Robin Hood Med and Tights. Wait a second. Give me the script. This is how this goes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the creature is going to go first. And Matt... Buddy, I'm going to need you to make a will save. Okay. Not a fan, but I'll do it. Is it versus fear? No. Okay. Oh, bullshit. I rolled two for 22. That is a failure. Would you like to use your hero point?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I should. All
0: right. Go ahead and reroll for me.
2: Come on. Yes, much better. Uh, I got an 18
0: for a 38. 38 is a success. You feel like you're fighting off the stupidities of the world, but you manage to push it away. Want to push it away? Push it away now. All right.
2: I'm curious if this thing is dumb, like Anetna is typically dumb. Where if like I throw a stake, one of the heads will really want it, and it will drag the other head and the body along.
0: All right, Matt, give me another will save. Another will save. Another will save. Another one. Is this one worse as fear? Yes. Okay. Hey, all right, 39 to save. Okay, you feel your will starting to leak out of you, but you managed to save as well, so that didn't work either. Oof. (sighs) All right, Christine, you're
1: up. I am up, doo-ba-doo-ba-doo. Have I seen, like, Twin Talon, like, staggered? Am I aware that something is affecting him?
0: No, it's all been mental.
1: I mean, you can still stagger back from a mental effect, but.
0: Starts to sweat. His scalp glistens. It's like me doing basic math.
1: I'll ask is anything in there?
0: Big, big, two
1: headed leopard. What? And so I'll move. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, that's it's time, 15, 20, 25, 30. I will I will scoot into the room. It's not gonna let me do that in a single action. I'm gonna do that. My first action, because holy shit. It's technically hidden
0: to you right now.
1: Can I make a perception check with like a bonus because he told me there's a giant two-headed thing?
0: Yes, absolutely. Take a plus two to your perception check versus their stealth DC.
1: 39.
0: Nice. Yep. You see it. It is standing there in the corner.
1: Okay. Ooh. I don't remember what I've used and what I haven't. I don't think I was throwing frost
0: vials around and I have three of those. So
1: we're going to do that. Okay. You'll get caught up
0: in the frost vial.
1: Uh, 25.
0: That is a critical miss.
1: I'm here pointing that because that was a three.
0: <laughs>
1: 27.
0: Not a critical miss. Regular miss? Just a regular miss.
1: Cool. One of the things I forgot to mention is I now have a wider splash range. So not that it really matters in this effect, but they definitely at least get hit with splash. And how much
2: splash? 100 points. Say 100 points.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Two cold splash. All right. I'm assuming they don't take the 10-foot penalty because why would they? It wasn't a direct hit. But yeah, they at least get splashed. So you moved, you drew,
0: and you attacked? I moved, I perceptioned, and I attacked. Yes. That's right. All right. Next up on our cavalcade of fun, Twin Talon. Yeah.
2: Once I get done killing this guy, I'm gonna be very impressed by his stealth, because then I'll have time to be impressed. So Twin Talon will try to shake off this feeling of dread, and he'll move in five, ten, twenty. And Twin Talon's going to whistle and Tessani's going to come flying in from the other room. Kind of land in between to the southeast of this big tiger creature giant thing and menace at it, which will give Twin Talon an opening and he will attack this. I'm going to call it a jetton. It's like <laughs> a jaguar eddin. It's like jeggings or jorts.
0: I like it. Surely you jest about jorts.
2: About jorts? I'm never jest.
0: <laughs> a 34 to hit its flat foot at AC. 34 will hit its flat foot at AC.
2: Okay, so that's 30 points of cold iron piercing magic damage, if any of that matters. And I'll put precise debilitation on it. And then for my third action, I will attack it again. Okay. 30 to hit. It's flat-footed AC. We'll miss.
0: Yep. Okay. Tis what it is. All right. It is. It is. Next up is Rob, but this is something I haven't done for a while, and that is end Aww. turn before someone does something after I announce their name. Oh damn! Wow. Uh, so we're gonna stop here, and we'll see what happens to you guys uh, next week. Boo. Happy 150, guys! Woohoo! Boo. I'll go on 50
3: everybody. Make jettons a no, thing. No. I actually had a prepared action for that eventuality.
4: Oh yeah. Oh dare.
3: Oh him having the episode? No, no, yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Well, I'll tell you next time.
4: Okay, bye, okay,
0: bye. bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die Podcast please visit us at crackeddiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and The Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Tabletop Audio. Visit them at tabletopaudio.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tabletop Audio. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at Editing Nate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in making this. If you would like to join our Patreon, please visit us at patreon.com slash cracked die podcast.